This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Here, in the worst year ever, it's all happening, folks. Hello. Hi. How's it wow. going? Oh, hi. Wow. What? Just, just incredibly impressed by, by that introduction, Katie. Um, <laughs> the first one didn't go well, so I made the second one even worse. Yeah, um, I was just going to shout out the name of Reinhard Heydrich, one of the architects of the Holocaust, which sure. would have been a bad bad and a professional call. So thank you for really knocking it out of the park. <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, that's a really high high bar that you set I was there. surprised that Katie didn't start by saying that. So Yeah. I thought about it, but I figured that was more your vibe than mine. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is all happening. We were just um, chatting about how all the the things that have happened since we last recorded, uh, remarking on it, and then eased into this show where we're going to talk about some of those things, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've I, got. I'm, there's. I love stuff. talking. Uh, things are happening. I used to think that I allegedly. liked talking, but I. Oh. The more I talk my way through this year, the less I like it. Um, if you think about... you like talking, start a podcast and you'll change your mind, everybody. Sure. <laughs> let's talk about Donald Trump and his health. So for this week, we kind of decided to talk about like politics and the election and things happening in the country, which I guess we, we, we've been we keep getting drawn off into like very specific things because every single thing is happening this year. And this is going to be kind of a general update on some big things that have occurred. So we're going to talk about the president's taxes and and we're going to talk about covid and we're going to talk about um some other important stuff that that we should we should have talked about uh, a bit earlier 
But again, every single thing is happening every single day, and we're all completely overwhelmed. Um, Constantly. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's healthy. It's so weird doing this show and even our news. Usually we have um, specific episodes here for Worst Year Ever or interviews, interesting conversations that separate it from our news roundup that we do every week. But weeks like this, I'm always slightly worried and then not worried at all because there's always more news. <laughs> it just yeah, doesn't yeah. stop, obviously. Um, where should we start today then, guys? I think we should start with you, Katie, because right. you are a professional. <laughs> also, I feel uh, like the thing that everyone is currently thinking about the, uh, is, will the president die or not? Yeah. Will the yeah, president Katie, die or not? Is the president alive still? Would be my He's first question for you. He's currently still alive uh, as far as we can tell, but I'm eagerly waiting <laughs> Claudia Conway uh, and her updates on that because she's our only true journalist, I guess. Um, but let's uh, back up because in case you missed it, the president has the Rona. He yeah. has it. Finally. It took long enough. I mean, he, maybe he had it earlier, too. But who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. First, we'll it, do a, a real quick. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Oh, just I mean, you're right. It is about time. I mean, since this pandemic started, the idea was, well, eventually he'll get it because he's so reckless. When well, is that going all, to happen? All the other awful leaders have also have already had it. So it was I mean, his Bolsonaro's time. had it like nine times. So. <laughs> I mean, Boris almost died. So, True. yeah. OK. Late on Thursday, news broke that the president tested positive coronavirus just two days after standing pretty close proximity to Joe Biden. Anyway, <laughs> this came after news that Hope Hicks had tested positive on Wednesday. Uh, and it seems that the president knew, or at least knew that he had been exposed to the virus at the time of the debate. In fact, it's been reported that he arrived late at the debate and missed the mandatory rapid COVID test specifically because he knew he had been exposed. Very cool. That's, that's uh, my favorite he- part. Because they went by the honor system. I love that. Yep. The honor system. <laughs> Just With, like, after four years of this, thinking that you could even say that. Just amazing. Unbelievable. Just amazing. Like, like, even like taking it out of the world that we live in and who the president is and everything. The honor system for this deadly disease. Like, I mean. <laughs> unbelievable. And, yeah, and him. Uh, he also went and on him. to do... <laughs> to do campaign <laughs> events potentially exposing countless other people also cool um it's unclear when specifically he contracted the virus uh it could have been anywhere or it could have been at the rose garden party slash super spreader event held for amy <laughs> coney barrett last week you know his hands made tail pick to replace rbg yes okay uh so far I believe at least 13 people at the event have tested positive that number's God probably damn. higher uh, that includes yeah. Melania, Kellyanne Conway, Chris Christie, Amazing. Kaylee McEnany, uh, several Amazing. Republican senators, senators who were on the committee to confirm Barrett. All of that could be its own episode about what the implications of that alone are and what's going to happen. But we're not going to focus on this too much, except that uh, fuck, man. Uh-huh. And this list isn't even including uh, the White House housekeeping staff or the members of the Secret Service who have also tested positive. I mean, more AIDS, like just more like AIDS. the last it's, hour. It's been like, a, yeah, this person too. The White House is an epicenter. Um, then on Friday, the president was admitted to a Walter Reeves uh, hospital 
either out of an abundance of concern or because he was experiencing extreme symptoms. That part is unclear. Um, <laughs> can't trust anything anyone says. But well, the one thing we know about Donald Trump is that he he's always ex like taking extreme caution. Yes, yes, he's a very cautious man. Then there was all these confusing statements from his doctors throughout the weekend, which kind of ratcheted up the mystery. Statements like he isn't out of the woods and not currently on oxygen. Uh, on Sunday, he did a couple of bizarre stunts, like staging photo opportunities that show him working uh, while actually looking at blank st stacks of paper. Uh, and these photos were like taken apparently Amazing. Like, 10 minutes 10 apart. minutes away. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Can That's I dart beautiful. in for a second there? Please do. So, I mean, I, as a, a journalist, specifically one who works for Bellingcat, there's a number of different types of data that like images have that you look for if you're trying to like spot people slipping up. And the, one of the most obvious ones is like EXIF data. And you can hide that shit. Fair. It's not hard <laughs> to not have that shit show through. There's ways to kind of deal with an image that that doesn't come through if you're trying to be this a sneaky person. They went yeah. through zero effort. <laughs> yeah. Just put it out it, real fast. It, it's so, they're so incompetent and lazy. And it's, at everything. It's, it's maddening partly too because it's like, are they incompetent and lazy or do they, do they just know it doesn't matter? Um, like, Right, like people will find out. They're like, "Oh yeah, this this both. photo, this photo." But they're just still like living their lives. They're still doing. They're still doing all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, he also, while he was there on Sunday, insisted on taking a ride in his motorcade, exposing <laughs> his driver and his secret service, just so he could wave to fans and show that he's okay. Pathetic. Um, it turns out, however, that Trump had insisted on being in had insisted on being released on Sunday. But they said no and then compromised and settled for this little drive. It's kind of like it's kind of like my Aunt Alice who had Alzheimer's. And unfortunately, she had to be placed in a, a home during the last years of her life. Um, she was really mischievous and sometimes would like hatch up a plan to break out. But then they just bring a cab out front and drive her around. So then comes Monday, okay, and the president announces that he would be leaving the hospital at 630 that evening. Again, apparently only because he insisted. And look. It remains to be seen whether he is actually okay or not. Um, I do have a feeling he will ultimately be okay because he is the president of the United States. He has access to everything. Um, and, like, we don't deserve it. And, like, we don't deserve it. Well, <laughs> yeah. we'll get to some of that. But it's to be clear, he's being pumped full of experimental treatments and steroids, which can make you seem better than you are. Um, and he's, you know, accessing the very best that America has to offer, unlike the 210,000 Americans who've already lost their lives. But we don't know what will happen next with him. Uh, his body is a rotten cesspool of fast <laughs> food and bad karma. And I, uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a vaccine for that. So it could still come up and, and bite him. Uh, but what we do know is that he really doesn't look good. He's so pallid. Um, and then, like, okay, he comes forward yesterday with this just grotesque orange makeup where you could see the line on his face. Yeah. And for those of us who do makeup, we know that that's not the look, honey. That's not what you're going for. Um, yeah, he looks I like <laughs> me on an average day in the summer of 2020. Uh, when you are wearing orange makeup masks? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I know we only know what his face looks like because he he staggered out on to the balcony, the Truman balcony outside the the White House, and took off his fucking mask and showed us his makeup. 
uh, and gasped out a few awful, remarkable words. Words like, he may now be immune to it. And don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your lives. Don't yeah. be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your yeah, life. Okay, this I'm, is the thing I'm that we all... I'm immune, maybe. I'm immune, maybe. Um, yeah. This is a grotesquely offensive statement, uh, of course. <laughs> of course it is. 10,000 people but, have died. Oh, yeah, it's extremely dangerous. And, and also, um, he's visibly and audibly still very impacted by it. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't beat it. So, I yeah, mean, if yeah. He didn't, if he didn't take off the mask... And he was like, I'm, I'm strong, I'm doing well, I've got the mask on, welcome back me, and went in. We wouldn't have been able to see his belabored breathing. That's what I mean. Um, like, just keep the... Mm. But this is mm. just incredibly in- offensive um, yeah. uh, to so many people that are struggling with this, and irresponsible, dangerous. and dangerous. Um, uh, and pathetic, I, I let's not forget down pathetic. wrote this for later in my doc, but I haven't gotten there, and it feels like a good time to say... There was a New York Times article, I believe, that um, uh, talked about a study that showed that 37% of the world's coronavirus misinformation comes from Donald Trump. Wow. That's astounding. Yeah. And uh, So anyway, he said Amazing. that. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, really, like, hats off to him because that's, yeah, really. th- that's impressive. It's powerful. You know? that's, it's power. Yeah. That's yeah. infamy. Uh, anyway, he said those words. Um, and- uh Despite yeah. looking and sounding like that. And then Claudia Conway, Killian Conway's daughter and the hero of a young adult sci-fi novel, apparently, uh, broke social media when she posted, guys, <laughs> LMAO, he's not doing better. And, quote, he's so ridiculous, LOL. Apparently he's doing badly and they're doing what they can to stabilize them. So I don't know. Uh, Claudia has been right in the past. Also, yeah, there's it's, a whole it's hard to family say. drama Could- there. <laughs> she's certainly in a position to have inside information. She's also she's, a 15 year old who's angry at her mom. She's also a 15 year old who's angry at her mom. That's the next thing I was about to say. <laughs> Look, I don't know. She's just been accurate in the past. Like, she was accurate when she said, My mom has coronavirus. <laughs> but her mom actually gave her that, coronavirus. Yeah. So that's yeah. um, Which is, a yeah. nightmare. Yeah, the Con- and, all the Conway stuff. I'm like, I get, I get it. And she's got its information. She's Maybe, probably, but also like, I don't, yeah, I, and like I'm, all of it seems to be leading towards like the reality show that the three Conways are going to do. Yeah, yeah. that's and, something like, that I concerns me. I, I just don't want to feed into it, but I appreciate I, right. her letting us know that the president is I felt I, I agree with your uh, sentiments, all of them completely. Uh, I debated about including this, but. An interesting point of information. No, 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 I think you have. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. But I do it's think just, I... I do think it's important to say, like, when we're talking about Claudia Conway, she's a child. She's and, a child. Um, and she's clearly in uh, a toxic house situation. And yeah. there's a certain amount of attention we do not need to be giving to this family. Yeah. Anyway. Th- that's why. I, oh, sorry. It, it, oh, no, no. Please go ahead. I, 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 that's why I'll push back a little bit on the they're clearly gunning for a reality show. Like, I think George is and I think his wife is. I think they would do that. They're, Claudia's too young for us to know. Like she doesn't. Oh, for she's, sure. She's, yeah. We don't yeah. know what kind of person she is, and she doesn't. Yeah. She's fifteen. Um, I did see a post from her. I earlier, like a, I think it might have been like a. It was months ago. I think it was back in August, where she was, you know, a thousand years ago, where she was talking <laughs> about wanting to get emancipated from her family and made the statement that like 
my dad is competent enough to like know that Trump is full of shit, but he and I disagree about everything. And like, he's not, don't stand yeah. him. He's not a hero, which yeah. made me think, okay, like she might like, I, I, I hope I wish the best for her. You yeah. know, yeah. that's like, yeah. that's like the, uh, uh, a sober, mature perspective. Yeah. Um, especially like at that age. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. With your both your parents and being able to look at both and being like, well, one works for the president and is awful, and one doesn't and thinks he's awful, but they're both wrong. Yeah. yeah. And and um, any yeah. of her like live audio where you can like hear her family in the background, it's just heartbreaking. And like she's a kid. That's she's a kid. Yeah, a, she's a kid. Yeah. Yelling and she's stuff. She's a kid, and it really, it's it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It sucks to be. But yeah. Back anyway. to. Your question, Robert, of whether or not the president will die. We don't know. Uh, If you look at the timeline of the virus, he's really kind of just getting started here. Uh, Many patients, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, many patients in his demographic Uh, show improvement before getting worse, especially when you're on steroids. Uh, The virus isn't linear. Uh, So, you know, he could be feeling better and not be. Who knows? But you get to be, you get to enjoy this moment. You get to, uh, again, we we have a whole video about this, so I don't need to talk about this too much. It's coming out soon. But like, yeah. Um, I the thing, the reason this, well, there's many reasons this story is not getting shuffled away like a lot of stories do. Uh, I mean, the president might be dying. That's part mm-hmm. of it. But also because we want this, we need this. <laughs> and it's okay to feel... Like he might get like a little bit of a karmic punishment for his just consistent, constant, lifelong yeah, behavior. I, yeah, there's an element of like, um, I keep seeing the idea of like, we gotta, like, he, I hope he gets better so he, we can vote him out and then he'll rot in prison. Like all this, like, and then he's gonna face consequences for this and this and this and this. I don't know where those people get the idea that presidents will face consequences ever for anything they do. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. like, this is like, this is a consequence that um, could actually happen as opposed to him no longer being the president at some point And then uh, starting a network and being successful at that, or, you know, going to Jimmy Carter's funeral and being respected there. Like all the things that we see presidents do after the fact um, it is, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like this is this is a little treat. Maybe maybe he'll actually see a little consequence. Yeah, because um, uh, whether or not he's voted out, I uh, don't think he's going to be in prison. As much as that no, would be no, great, no, yeah, probably not going to happen. I mean, in that, like, there's a little bit of devil's advocate in me where uh, Trump, on an objective level, deserves to go to prison. There is an argument that can be made that, like, being the country where the former guy in office goes to prison isn't a great precedent to start, which is complicated by the fact that he deserves to go to prison because he's of all of the bad things that he's done. Um, I think the thing I would prefer for him is for him to lose all of his money because of the massive financial crimes that (laughs) he's committed and to have to get an apartment in, let's say, Lansing, Michigan, um, and work a day job um, or live on disability, you know, Uh, because he probably is after this. After this, Yeah. yeah. Um, um, after this, Lansing, yeah, Michigan's which is a lovely condition. place, first of all. 
Don't hack. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not shit talking Lansing. I'm just saying it's like that's like a normal place that people live, as opposed to yeah. living in a series of yachts and mansions. And, and right. And it's it's where airplanes. he would be miserable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. Um, it, the I have people, nothing against the, the people, Lansing. The people that he champions, he actually despises. Yes. Yeah. Um, um yeah. at the beginning of this there was a lot of theorizing, you know, that this was all a stunt to avoid the next debate to raise patriotic <laughs> Nah, that guy's got corona. Mani- right. Manipulate in some way. It's clear that he's he's got corona. And I never thought that personally because he's too obsessed with weakness. <laughs> but you better believe that he will be trying to manipulate the messaging to his advantage. And in fact, hmm. apparently he spent his time in the hospital scheming ways to spin this, you know, because of course he did. Um this is from the Daily Beast. The president repeatedly claimed that once he recovers from the coronavirus, uh, he'll be able to present himself as a conqueror of it, both personally and politically. The notion might seem far-fetched, considering the poor marks Trump received for his handling of the pandemic. But according to knowledgeable sources, the president insisted that this would be a campaign asset, as he'd be able to say, I know what people are going through. One of the sources recounted him saying, allies argued that this could help frame Trump as both resilient and empathetic, which would come in handy in a race where polling shows a wide empathy gap between him and former President Joe Biden. I mean, we already saw him trying to do it with the don't be afraid of COVID, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't Empathy think it's and humility. Play. But that is exactly what he's trying to do with that. Oh, I've for sure. been there. I've seen it. Look at yeah. me. <gasps> you know? Yeah, I mean, I, his, like, his, uh, his attack on Biden was that Biden hasn't experienced the virus like him. Exactly. Uh, it's this well, nonsense mean, yeah. and weird. Uh, it's not, but also, like, yeah. you know, he's doing the thing where uh, at the same time, don't worry about the virus. It's not a big deal. Also, I'm a superhero for having defeated it. Yep. I'm yeah. look at how strong and uh, what a champion I am for having destroyed this What a powerful this boy I am. But also, and don't worry about it. It's a weak little virus. Exactly. Um, it's the it's the same fascist nonsense that we see. He's um, also yeah. really leaning into it and like comparing COVID to the flu again. Today what? cheating. What? Yep. Katie. Today <laughs> what the oh yeah. Fuck? Oh Flu's- yeah. Here, let me oh, read yeah. this. Oh, flu Cody, season you didn't is hear coming this. up. God damn it. Flu season is coming up. Many people every year, sometimes over 100,000, and despite the vaccine, die from the flu. Are we going to close down our country? No, we've learned to live with it, just like we're learning to live with COVID. In most populations, far less lethal. Fuck. First off, that first sentence. Yep. God, Lucy what is coming up! Exclamation I see, because yeah. Twitter hid the hid the tweet because it spreads. Twitter hid the tweet, and that's why, <laughs> because which it's is the what set off lying about a pandemic again. Again, which is what set off, uh, yeah, his thing being hidden, uh, and that's why he started tweeting repeal section twenty three. God which, damn if it. you guys don't know what that is, basically it would make social media platforms responsible for the things posted on their platform and like mm-hmm. open to lawsuits. Which means that actually, if they repealed it. They would have to like ban people, people like him, or at least delete his tweets. Which there's a lot. Very funny. There's a lot, but I mean that. Yeah, yeah. This is too. Again, a whole other section that you could do a whole thing on, and I'm just throwing that in there right now. But yeah, um, one could argue the point, but he wants it. He wants that change made so that conservatives can sue Facebook over banning them. Exactly. Right. Like revisiting that. law like that's it's not completely unreasonable but like his yeah it's nonsense but like the reality is that would open him up for other things anyway uh i'm gonna end this section uh <laughs> by um this fucking news uh later this morning he announced on twitter that he's halting negotiations on a covid le- relief bill until after the election 
Nancy Pelosi yeah. is asking for $2.4 trillion to bail out poorly run, high crime Democrat states. Money that is in no way related to COVID-19. We made a very generous offer of $1.6 trillion. And as usual, she's not negotiating in good faith. I am rejecting their request and looking to the future of our country. I've instructed my representatives to stop negotiating until after the election when... Immediately after I win, we will pass a major stimulus bill that focuses on hardworking Americans and small businesses. Mm. So, again, that whole empathy gap. He's really trying to, like, close the empathy gap here. Yeah. Um, Unreal. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's believable. Yeah. Um, it's it's very believable. It's, it's believable in a way, but it's kind of unbelievable because he should it's, know that, like, if you give people money, they'll know that you did it and they'll Telling like you more. Telling me that you won't give me money until I vote for you, you fuck. And right, I mean, and like framing it like that where it's like, I'll do it guys. if you vote for me. Like, it's wild because also people know that if they vote for Joe Biden, he'll do it. He'll do it better. Like, I hope. It's, it's so bizarre. Um, one thing I want to point out, like Jeff Stein was pointing out um, some key consequences of uh, this stimulus not going through. Close to 30 million jobless people to permanently see an income yep. cut of 50%. 40% of restaurants face closure in about six months. Uh, tens of thousands of airline workers will be laid off. Uh, no stimulus checks, no rental relief money, no more funding for testing or tracing. Uh, no Medicaid or COBRA, even though COBRA sucks money. Um, it's just like wild. Uh, no money for schools to reopen safely. Um, all the things that people want to happen. Uh, he's just saying, nope, but vote for me and maybe. And uh, he's the polls. Do, sh I, I don't want to be like a poll guy, but like people do not like him. No, or how he is handling this. They kind of despise him unless they are members of his cult, which does speak to a lot of people, but not not enough. Not enough. Hopefully we'll see. Well, so yeah, that's we'll see. um, that's my my update. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had it. Do a little break. We're gonna ads breaks. Yes, we got an ads breaks now. It's ads <laughs> breaks. It's times. Cool. Then we'll be back. Bye. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? 
why did the internet choose them, and what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time, and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's perfect. Are we back from break now? Yes. Absolutely. Um Cody, what you got? I don't know. Things, Cody, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing's happening. Everything's fine and going on great. Um, uh, in regards, I wanted to make a quick note in regards to uh, another COVID nineteen relief bill. Um, Hell yeah! Seventy four percent of voters want the Senate to take on this bill before the SCOTUS yeah. nominee. Um, I mean, that 74... seems like a minority of the country. Seventy four percent is less than twenty five or whatever. I mean, twenty five right? to thirty. Yeah, I, I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even more than that wants it. <laughs> I would, uh, I would not take that bet because I feel like you would win. I think that I'm, I'm right. It's seventy five four percent of voters, but you know most of us don't vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us vote, but people don't vote. Well, anyway, no, I mean, like sixty one percent of Ameri- of voters voted last election. I just learned. Yes, sixty one percent of voters voted last election. That's what I, I, I I'm pretty sure I read. Uh, so that so that's... we can keep up our our the quality of our journalism here. <laughs> okay, Cody, continue. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it back to that is that the final uh, the final tweet in his announcement that he's not going to do a stimulus bill um, reads: uh, "We are leading the world in economic recovery, and the best is yet to come." In all caps, um, and that phrase in all caps makes me think of Kimberly Gilfoyle. Uh, <laughs> nice. Hell yeah! The president's son's there. wife, girlfriend, fiance—I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, 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 crime buddy. That's, crime, crime, crime that's, lady, crime lady. Friend. That's what a fuck buddy is if you're a member of the Trump. Right, <laughs> the Trump because they don't they have sex. It. They excrete from their cloacas in a pile mm-hmm. of stolen lucre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, I saw that on a documentary. 
Yeah, um, it's, it's the documentary is now banned, but uh, <laughs> you can check it was it, out it was very pornographic. Let's oh yeah, 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 dude, yeah. I do not recommend it, but uh, no. very interesting still. Um, but uh, so this kind of this is just a story that kind of like got under the radar because um, again, like what w- there was the taxes, the debate, the then the president might be dying, and that's where a lot of the focus. Has I been. mean, I have to be honest. I know that this is a story you're about to tell, and I don't know the details of it. Fun. Beautiful. Okay. Talking um, about under excellent. the radar. I was like, nope, not going <clears> to <throat> dig into this one. Go ahead, um, please. Well, so uh, about two years ago, uh, uh, Guilfoyle left. She left the uh, her beautiful job at the beautiful Fox News Network. Um, and uh, she claims to have left by her own accord. Um, this was around the time, I believe, that she and... Don Jr. Uh, started uh, criming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crime, 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 in each other's pants. Like, I believe what they were doing. Wiggling yeah, around it, like little worms in a bed. Mm-hmm. They bred in the traditional Trump way, which is they, they again, excreted from their cloacas in a pile of gold stolen by the Nazis. I thought they just mm. touched butts. That's part of it. That's part their of it, cloacas yeah. are in their butts. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they then they leave the room, and they don't yeah. speak. They don't speak during a really long dinner. No, and uh, then a child gestates inside the puddle. It's a puddle. And well, it looks like a child. They... It's not a real child. No, no, no. Of course not. Oh, it's God, like the child me. in that uh, in that in that movie Vivarium, um, and it grows up into um, a soulless monster. Yeah, it yeah, looks anyway. exactly like. Uh, so that's a little. Donnie biology Jr. lesson um yeah. yeah again again do not watch the documentary it will terrify a- absolutely you for years to come. not <laughs> do not do not and it's illegal in 31 states presently yes 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 yes, yes. Yeah. uh yeah. if you have to make sure that you're not in one of those states but yeah. one of these da- moments we're gonna let cody finish the story <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. no i mean i'm just as bad go ahead cody yeah. i mean it's a it's a it's a short story but it's uh is gross um <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just, um, I enjoyed the way you phrased that. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, it was alleged um, that uh, Guilfoyle actually, and this was not, this is not from this recent story, but that she uh, left because she was forced out because of sexual harassment. Um, because Fox News is a cesspool of sexual harassment and will be forever and has been since all time. Wait, did um, she commit or was she a victim? Commit. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. That's yeah a, I mean, that's yeah, a good question. Yeah, that's a, just, yeah, it's a good yeah. question. But yes, it absolutely does scan for her. Also, um, d- everybody knows that she was married to get, uh, to California Governor Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Point, yes. Right? That I did not. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that long wife. ago. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can oh, find Stanford photo shoots of them right? together. Yeah. It's I like, I like to bring that up in many conversations, but We yes. are ruled by an incestuous warren of demons. That rules. That part. Cody, uh, sir. Oh God, no! It's just, thing. it's just, oh, it's just. Okay, so she, um, it was alleged that she, there sexual harassment claims were made, and that's sort of why she was forced out. There were no real details about this, and again, it sort of like slowly disappeared. Um, the details are out, and uh, aside from her trying to cover up, cover this up, um, which would be a whole other thing. I'm just going to read. The behavior. And, um... I'm scared. Okay, uh, so this is about a woman uh, that was hired in 2015. Um, she's her assistant. 
Uh, according to a dozen well-informed sources familiar with her complaints, the assistant alleged that Guilfoyle, her direct supervisor, subjected her frequently to degrading, abusive, and sexually inappropriate behavior. Among other things, she said that she was frequently required to work at Guilfoyle's New York apartment while the Fox host displayed herself naked and was shown photographs of the genitalia oh, of men with whom Guilfoyle had had sexual relationships. The draft complaint also alleged that Guilfoyle spoke incessantly and luridly about her sex life, and on one occasion demanded a massage of her bare thighs. Other what? times, she said, Guilfoyle told her to submit to a Fox employee's demands for sexual favors, encouraged her to sleep with wealthy and powerful men, asked her to critique her naked body, demanded that she share a room with her on business trips, required her to sleep over at her apartment, and exposed herself to her, making her feel deeply uncomfortable. Oh my god. Good lord. And it's really... of paragraph. You know, it's really upsetting that I didn't look at this story. It's really upsetting that this is something that goes under the radar because the stigma of... I mean, a, a lot of sexual assault is perpetrated by men against women, for sure. For sure. But there is a lot of this kind of stuff that happens, and men are mocked when they come forward with their stories of abuse. And uh, case in point, we did not latch on to this collectively, this story. Um, No. You know how we did it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but it is, that is so traumatic for the people that she um, worked with and, and abused. Yeah, it's yeah. Like it's if you if, 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 if this was a man, this would be you know everybody would be talking about it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's just Trump stuff. Uh, it's all of them. It's I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'll even resurface or be brought up at all. Probably not. But uh, it should. I just. It should. Um, well, I, I, just, I, I'll probably maybe I'll bring it up on even more news later this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, it's yeah, I, I, it. it's just the kind of thing that like it slips by, and you want to at least mention it because Jesus Christ, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. not cool. Fucking horrible. Yeah, people are always like tweeting or saying, you know, like this wouldn't happen if women were in power, right? Which is... uh, we have a fucked up system that enables this kind of abuse. And more men are in power, more men take advantage of it. Yeah. Women are just as capable of the same abuse within the system that we have built, is yeah. the point. It's yeah, the, I mean, it's I the think... hire more women guards tweet, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, there's there's something, it, it's certainly, it, it's not of zero benefit to increase representation within the system as it currently exists. But the problem of with course. the system that as it currently exists is that power ruins human beings, and it's why... All of this happens because most of these people, even if they wanted to, wouldn't be able to do and get away with the things that they were doing if they were not in positions of power. And so while representation is important, as long as we continue to give people power in the way that we presently do, we will continue to see people committing crimes like this yep. because power is um, it, it, it ruins human beings. We we teach that to children. We sure do. <laughs> But not um, adults. It's, not adults. It's wild. There's so many things like that that people will dismiss. Like, well, that's kid shit. We teach kids kid shit because it's like f- the fundamental things that we want them to learn. Money is the root of all evil. Power corrupts. Like, all this kind of stuff. It's basic. It's basic stuff. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Make Ugh. kids, give kids power or something. 
Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 make a random nine-year-old the dictator for like three years, and just then overthrow see, him in happens. an incredibly vicious like mm-hmm. coup. Like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Why not? Fuck it. When it, when it inevitably corrupts that child, uh, we yeah. will. We will take that. Then child we blame out. the child as if it's the child's fault that we invested absolute power in a nine-year-old. Exactly. Um, what Good else job, you got kid. for us, Cody? Um, <laughs> just a, a couple, just little things I wanted to mention um, that have been sort of popping in and popping out. Are, um, they, up, are they uplifting? Am I going to feel really good about the country I live in and, and, and the people running it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. That's a uh, stirring <laughs> endorsement from Cody. Yeah. Um, the man with no spoons. Uh, the it's uh, a stirring and. Yeah, ah, ooh, yes. I, I can use stir with a fork or something, or like a knife. You can stir with Yeah, there's a variety of tools, actually. Stir Sorry. with your finger if it's like, I don't know, like a Might spacho, I, I guess. It's not like a hot machete. soup. You stir. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah. it's over yeah. there. I can get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tell me the stories. Uh, it's not even a story. It's just uh, the uh, the U.S. is now, uh, unless otherwise exempt uh, for some other extraneous reason, um, immigrants aren't allowed in the United States if they're affiliated with the Communist Party. What? Uh, yeah, or, of course. Quote, or any other totalitarian party. Um, sure. Specifically, communists are not allowed. Um, and I just thought that was um, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Why would they be, those filthy communists? See? There you go. Keep, See? keep them out. Keep That's them right. Out. That's Robert Evans right there. Yeah. The only extremists I want in my country are far-right extremists who have never, for example, detonated a truck bomb next to a daycare. Hmm. Yeah, keep them in. Hmm. Keep them in. Yeah. Keep them in. <laughs> keep them in. Give them more guns. <laughs> Let the president uh, compliment them or whatever. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Oh. Um, I uh, so there's also just this small thing, and this this might actually uh make you laugh a little bit, Sophie. Um, so uh, we're all familiar with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, well, Robert's so... laughing, so I'm sold. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, I understand. Uh, it's uh, James O'Keefe recently did a piece um, in uh, in in Minneapolis about uh, how Ilhan Omar and her uh, campaign they're they're ballot harvesting uh, illegally, and he has this whole expose about it. Um, where do they get him from the the creek? Like the president talked about. <laughs> Right, debates. yeah, yeah. You'll find him in the creek. You'll find that's him. where you. Well, that's where you harvest the ballots down. Where else the creek. did he say it was weird? It was like the creek and then some other weird place. Yeah. I forget. Anyway. What a what a weirdo. Um, yeah. So it's this video uh, that purports to uh, give evidence uh, that they're engaging in illegal ballot harvesting. Um, and I, I just have to point out that the video starts with James O'Keefe uh, looking like off in the distance, looking at the skyline of Minneapolis behind him. He's like, and here I am at the scene of the crime. And he points uh, to the entire city. Uh, <laughs> it's just very, very funny. He's such, he's such, a, such a dork. Oh, no. Um, Robert's laugh is broken. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, continue. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, that made me laugh. Good one, <laughs> So the guy in the video who's saying that there's this ballot harvesting going on, aside from the fact that ballot harvesting uh, was legal in the area during like uh, this like three month period of time, because every everything in James O'Keefe's video is like, and this is illegal, this is illegal, and there's no evidence in the video because that's how he does his his deal. 
Um, but a guy came forward and said that he was offered $10,000 to lie in the video about all this stuff that he said. It's just a, a, a classic, I guess, what would you call it? A, 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 he got O'Keefe. He O'Keefe himself. He got, he got Veritas around. I don't know. Um, cause every single time Project Veritas does something like this, it's always, it blows up like, look at the, the wide open, they're tearing this wide open. Yeah. Um, and you watch it and you're like, wait, what does the video even say? Uh, cause it's deceptively edited and sort of, uh, portrayed in a way where like, there's a bombshell, it's illegal, when it's like not illegal, whatever he's talking about. Um, and then, and that blows up in right-wing media, and then the follow-up of actually, uh, because it's like this Coke-funded project. Of course, they're going to offer people ten grand uh, to lie for them. That doesn't quite do as well. Um, it's surprising that Project Veritas is still even around with how often uh, they get yeah. discredited. They're the same people who sent somebody to the Washington Post during the Roy Moore debacle uh, to pretend. Uh, oh right, right when they when they sent somebody to like lie and say, oh, he also. Uh, yep molested me and the Washington Post like actually did like journalism and figured out that she was clearly lying and it was just a a fraud situation to try to prove that the Washington Post doesn't do the work that they actually do um but he's still out and about doing this kind of stuff and I just wanted to bring a little bit of attention to Mr. James O'Keefe thank you um <laughs> Despite his boast that he had 300 ballots in the car, he said the actual number was closer to 20 um, <laughs> because of various court decisions. So-called ballot harvesting, collecting more than the statutory limit of three ballots was permitted during a five week period this summer. Um, all just all the stuff just piling up. Um, and uh, I look forward to James uh, saying it's bullshit and then not being able to explain why. Yeah. Um and I'm looking forward to this ad break we got to do right now. Oh, hell yeah, God, Katie. yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These transitions. Oh. Be right back. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? 
I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Products. And you know what products mean is the expenditure of financial resources. And you know what financial resources mean? Taxes. Yes. Taxes. Got it. Taxes. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about taxes because in the score in the course of a week last week, a we year. had yeah the New York Times drop a bombshell story about Trump's last like fifteen years of taxes. We had the debate happen, which was obviously a big deal. Um, and then we had the president uh, get sick with the plague that he pretended didn't exist. So a lot happened, <laughs> and we kind of moved past the tax stuff, even though for years everyone was talking about, like, what the fuck is in his taxes? You know, around 2016, that was a big deal. Kind of uh, a big deal. Mentioned mentioned and, quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about what got revealed and then, like, whether or not it's going to matter. So one of the neat things uh, that happened is we learned that the president paid uh two, $750 in federal income tax in in 2016, uh, which The Atlantic noted was less than one night stay in a suite at the Trump International Hotel in D.C. Uh, oh. Another thing that the New a York steal. Times... Yeah, the <laughs> real Times steal, revealed yeah. is that he was currently... that This audit thing that he's been talking about, like the fight he's having oh, yeah, with the, the IRS... Thing. Yeah, it's been going on for a decade, this fight, because you can keep shit like that bouncing around for a long time if you have real lawyer money. Um, it's about the fact that he got a $72.9 million tax refund uh, after declaring massive <laughs> losses. And it's probably fraudulent, although not definitely fraudulent yet, because, uh, again, they're still litigating this. But if it were rule, if the ruling went against him, he could he could be on the hook for more than $100 million. Um, which he might not have liquid. Uh, we don't really know. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of fun stuff w- was revealed. Um, among them, the fact that uh, he, he made like more than $400 million from The Apprentice, like 430 something million dollars. And he put it all into 
horrible investments, um, <laughs> like, like buildings and, and and golf courses and stuff that lost. That based on what he filed, I should say, not necessarily horrible investments, because obviously there's yeah. people who make great livings owning golf courses. But based on how he filed them in his taxes, horrific investments because they so, lost more right. money than that. Yeah. So part of what is this whole story, and I'm sure you're going to get to this, is the fact that our system is designed in such a way where these fucking wealthy fucks can get away with shit. And what's yeah. difficult about this story is like, yeah, there's a certain amount of like depreciate, like depreciation is expected in properties and stuff. So when you talk about his losses and stuff, it's hard to know how much you're actually losing, but fair to say he's losing money. <laughs> yeah. To say. But anyway, but it all goes to the point of like, we don't know how broke he is. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know we don't know if he is broke. Um he might just be a shady rich guy who hides a lot of money. Um we do know that he claims after investing that 400 million dollars that he lost like somewhere in the neighborhood of like five half a billion dollars. Um which is why he's able to get so many write-offs. Now again, the the resolution of his tax audit is probably clear. His revenue from The Apprentice and from all of his licensing deals is is basically gone now, um, at least in rich guy terms. <laughs> and within the next four years, more than $300 million in personal loans are coming due, <laughs> which some would say is a potentially catastrophic financial situation that the president is in. Um, some, some could describe say, it like that. Yeah, some could say that. Yeah. Some would say potentially yeah. problematic if he were to win re-election and all those things come due while he's in office. Yeah. Now, anyway. Was, the New York Times article on all of this is is very extensive and, and maybe longer than most people will want to read because, fuck it, like how much time do you really have these <laughs> days? Like there's yeah. a lot going on. Um, if you if you would like to be well informed and read a shorter article, I found the Atlantic did three interpretations of Trump's tax returns, which summarizes the key stuff and brings in expert commentary and is and is a readable length. Um, so I, I might I might recommend people take a look at that. Um, although obviously, if you've got the time, the full New York Times article is well worth it. It's a very it's a very responsibly reported piece. Um, so yeah, I'm going to quote from that Atlantic piece though. When I talked with several tax experts recently, including some with direct knowledge of Trump's past tax records, three somewhat overlapping interpretations emerged. Incompetence, malfeasance, and criminality. Um, and that's those are the three possible explanations. That either, one, he's just an unbelievably bad businessman, which some people are. Um, and he's a, been able to keep shit afloat by basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like, there's a number of ways that he can do that. One of them is he paid, like, $700,000 in consulting fees to his daughter, uh, yeah. which he claimed is a business deduction, which is something that his dad used to do. So that's pretty likely. Um, that's that he what was, they call allowance. Yeah. Um, he borrowed a lot of money, and he lost it on investments, and then he took huge, huge deductions on interest, depreciation, and operating expenses, which massively reduced his federal income tax burden. Uh, he would declare bankruptcy pretty regularly, renegotiate loans, um, and that's all stuff you can do without breaking the law. But where he probably broke the law, uh, where he definitely broke the law, actually, <laughs> it seems, is that when a bank writes off your debt, which, again, he was very good at getting them to do, the discharge debt is taxable as income. You have to report that to the IRS, mm -hmm. and Trump didn't, which is, yep. you know, a crime, a crimey, crimey, crimey stuff. Crimey, yeah. yeah. Crime uh, guy. Now, 
Now, he eventually started to run into issues getting normal sources of income to lend to him directly, which is why he went to a mix of international billionaires and Deutsche Bank. And Deutsche yeah, Bank. Yeah, Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is a very august and respected and old pile of crimes covered by uh, very nice masonry. Um, but like De- Deutsche Deutsche Bank is where you go if you're someone with a lot of money that you're committing crimes with. That is the bank. That or like um uh, I think uh, uh what's that? There's one British bank that's similar. But like Deutsche Bank is like the the fucking crime guy bank, and that's oh, where yeah. Trump oh, <laughs> has has done a lot of business. Um, and obviously it's very opaque, and it'll it, it, there's a good chance in ten years, you know, we'll finally have a reasonable right. understanding of everything he was up to because. He's got the money to hire people who are good at ducking this shit. Um, but yeah, so it's it's his cases are very complicated. We can't say that he was engaged, 100% engaged in an illegal scheme based on the money. But it really looks like, to a lot of people, he was doing some money laundering. So yeah. all of his gol- golf properties declared losses of more than $315 million since 2000. Um, which would mean that for someone who's supposedly a good businessman, he's pouring a baffling amount of money into a business that's suffering like weirdly huge losses. Um, mm-hmm. which is the kind of thing you see when, say, Russian oligarchs are handing you piles of money that they want laundered. You know, like that's that's yeah. a thing that happens a lot. We don't know that it's happening here, that... but it sure looks like it might. Well, be. I will no, according yeah. to... say that something that. I'm thinking, remembering now, I believe the New York Times article is a part of a series. Yeah, there's have. other articles. Sure. Yeah. There's, but that are still coming that we don't know what else they are about to reveal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so there's, you know, there's been responses from the Trump campaign to this. One of them is that from his, um, one of his, one of his money people, one of the people that he hires to think about money for him. Um, told the New York Times basically, hey, the president's actually paid tens of millions of dollars in personal taxes, and this is this is not this is not this is bullshit. Um, what it seems like he was probably doing is conflating income taxes with other federal taxes that Trump pays, mm-hmm. like Social Security, Medicare, taxes for his household employees. And it's sure he probably does pay tens of millions in those taxes. Um, he's not paying federal income tax because he's using a bunch of shady math to avoid it. You yeah. can't avoid paying, say, payroll tax and shit right. to some extent. Right. Um, so also, he did pay taxes in other countries. Yeah, that's he a very did. fun thing. <laughs> that's a very fun thing that I want to talk about here. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to other places where he's made money recently, there's also some really shady stuff. First off, there's the um, his Palm Beach property uh mar-a-lago uh started getting a bunch of new members in 2015 that made another five million a year for the president in 2017 billy graham paid almost 400 grand to his hotel in dc uh for an event that they were doing um and he still makes he has some profitable properties overseas about 73 million dollars in revenue uh a lot of that was from his proper his golf properties in scotland and ireland but some of it came from licensing deals in countries with like you know, dictators. Uh, three million dollars from the Philippines, two point three million dollars from properties in India, and a million dollars from properties in Turkey. Uh, and that Turkish deal was uh negotiated right as Trump pulled uh yep. U.S. troops out of Rojava. Uh, so that's fun. Fun uh, and with, context you know, there. So the thing you might say, and the thing I think people have defended him by saying, is that like a million dollars. 
a guy, a billionaire wouldn't make a deal like that just to make a million dollars. That's chump change to him. But it's not chump change to a guy who's basically broke. Yeah, <laughs> which he might if you be. need money, that's yeah. a lot. Of, that's a lot. Um, which is why we have prior to now. I mean, actually, not always prior to now. Really, the the reason that we're the reason that it has become habitual for presidents to disclose shit in their taxes. Uh, about their taxes is that Nixon was found paying like seven hundred ninety dollars in income tax during one of his, like during like one of his election campaigns, and it was a big scandal. And his income was two hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, uh, speaking of sorry, speaking of Richard Nixon, another thing that really just got under the radar: Trump and Nixon wrote each other for years what? in the 80s. Well, no, I didn't hear about this. That's What? Yeah, they released letters that they ha- have had in the Nixon pre- presidential library. They wrote each other back and forth. Trump like complimented him on like what a hero he is and like how like what an amazing like resilient man he is and they would go back and forth. This was like 10 years after Nixon resigned in disgrace. Again, very fun context. Oh Unbelievable. God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's from like a week and a half ago. So, of course, it's like three years, years. ago, really. Years. Um, but I, I saw that and it passed by and it's just like, it's perfect. Of course he did. Of course he wrote Nixon, not as a kid or not as a young man, like when he was president, but after he'd resigned in disgrace. Um, it's perfect in his poetry. And I had to bring that up. Go on. God damn. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, that's very funny. That's just a good time. Isn't it just a great time for us all? (laughs) A good time is all that is. So, you know, the president and his crimes. So the question with the president (laughs) and his crimes, other than how many of them are they? Are they big? Did they hurt to do? Uh, the question is... Does it matter, right? Uh, and for this, I'm going to turn to 538, who, for all of my antipathy towards uh, Nate Silver himself, is really good at doing analyses like this and collecting a lot of information on like whether or not people give a shit about certain things, um, which is useful because I think we all have gotten kind of locked into this habitual thing that like, oh, nothing matters, right? The truth doesn't matter. Like what happens doesn't matter. He's completely immune to everything. And there's a lot of evidence that that's not really true. I mean, we'll see how the fucking election goes, but right now the polls have definitely, like, they've moved a lot, actually. Finally. like Well, because also uh, Biden's been consistent leading Trump for a long, long, long time. Uh, Forever. By by several times what Clinton was leading by at her biggest. And, like, even if you compare, like, the fluctuation, there's been really no fluctuation with Biden. Uh, against Trump, he's it's consistent across the board um, until now, and the fluctuation is that he's doing even better. Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Um, so, in May of 2019, uh, that's when the New York Times published their first report, big report on Trump's taxes that he'd lost about like 1.2 billion between 1985 and 1994. <laughs> um, and there was public polling done by Politico Morning Consult. Uh, about whether or not this story would change people's opinions on the president. And the poll found that 54% of voters thought Trump had been very successful or somewhat successful as a businessman, while only 30% thought he'd been bad at it. But when they were presented with this information from the Times story, 
um, the share of voters who thought he'd been a good businessman dropped from 54% to 43%, which is significant. Um, that is. And, it should be yeah. more, but that is... Uh, yeah, that's that's really noteworthy. Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, about 20% of independent voters um, said there's a strong or somewhat strong chance that new revelations about like his his financial life could impact um, v- their, people's views of him. And that was like a Fox News poll. Um, now, there's been some other polls, including one from the University of Maryland, which I'm actually just going to read you the summary of the poll from the University of Maryland. Quote, focusing on President Trump, we find via a national survey that many Americans are unaware he was born into great wealth. And the number is like half of Americans didn't realize he was really? born rich. Yeah, sh- fucking stunning. This misperception increases support for Trump, mediated through beliefs that he is both empathetic and good at business. We supplement our observational analysis with an experiment treating respondents with information regarding the role Trump's father played in his career. This information leads respondents to rate the president more negatively on both empathy and business ability. These findings suggest that correcting information about candidate characteristics can change the minds of even loyal partisans. That's wow. wild. That's, yeah, I mean, it's that's, fucking that's, stunning, right? Like, it's like I half mean, of the country. Yeah, That's the one thing, like... This is a consistent thing, though, with Trump. Like they, yeah. there is a misconception with him, uh, even about like thing like policy things, like pre-existing conditions. People mm-hmm. have no idea that yeah. he's like yeah. doing the opposite of what they think. But man, yeah, he was a lot of wealth. Started with a lot of wealth. That's wild. Yeah, it, it's... and he's consistently fucked up that wealth. He sure yeah. did. Um, that seems yeah. like a real indictment of like the media in general. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's bad at its job. We in the media are. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it's worth noting that uh, among independents nationally, about f- this is during the uh, the 2016 election, 48 percent preferred Trump on the economy versus 43 percent uh for for Clinton. Um. And among independents in Florida, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all preferred Trump to Clinton on the economy by double digit margins, which is probably a big part of why he won because the economy is often generally number one or two for for most voters right um so it matters actually it, it there's at least a good chance that it will matter you know you uh, the, the data suggests that actually voters give a shit about this yeah um yeah which, the, this, yeah well that's helpful he's he's dying for our eyes yeah, he's uh, also dying. And his irresponsibility and the things he's saying, it seems like possibly perception is coming crashing down around him. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Uh the only uh age group that's uh still like into him is I think like 50 to 64 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a good. Terrible age group. Yeah, well. But like every everyone everyone's excited for Biden, riding for Biden, Biden our yeah. time. But also, um, this is all <laughs> stuff that we thought um, four years ago. So don't let it not. Yeah. Every know, time I start to go down that better. path, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't fucking. We know. all have PTSD. Um, none of this stuff that's currently happening is good for yeah. him. I'll say well, that, but. Yeah. And he knows that. Like that's why he's very clearly yeah. just trying to steal the election. Um, side note, Robert, is this all we're doing for today for this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give a little update from Portland since people are curious, uh, and hopefully this will remain true after there's some, some right-wing rally at a Red Robin today at 5 p.m., so 
that might not go well, but I don't think, hopefully it won't be a big deal. Um, things are okay, comparatively. Like, the cops are still pretty awful, and a lot of nice people are dealing with some really ugly charges. Um, the protests have kind of died down to an extent. There's still usually at least one or two, sometimes more things happening every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been kind of at a lower ebb, which is which is fine and pretty normal for something that's been going on this long. Um, our mayor, uh, Ted Wheeler, who's terrible, had a, a big uh, uh, roundtable discussion on white supremacy with the uh, city council as part of his bid to remain the mayor. And he interrupted it on accident by forgetting to mute himself and dictating text messages for his reelection campaign, <laughs> which is story. both a crime and incredibly dumb. Um, <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to send Dan all that link so he can just play us out with that beautiful audio because it. it's very funny. It. Mm-hmm. Um, he's behind 11 points, according to a recent poll. So fuck that guy. Um, also, there was a really cool rally in Seattle where like hundreds of black bloc anarchists rallied um, it was a big old surprise. It was very disciplined. The messaging was really solid. It was like a really good example of like pointing at like the, the kind of like the, the, the very consistent messaging was that like we are anti-fascist and we are for Black Lives Matter. And those two are, can't be extricated from each other because if you're against fascism, you have to support Black Lives Matter because it's fundamentally a movement against a fascist authoritarian strain of race-based violence in the United States. It was a good good rally, important messaging. Um, I don't think it made the news because a bunch of anarchists did something that was not <laughs> yeah. easy to propagandize negatively, but um, pretty good news compared to the horrible news that's been I happening that. for weeks. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good news. That's pretty good in the news. right direction. Yeah. Um, so maybe it'll all be shit after this. Who knows? But, but um, for this week, we're focusing on pretty good news. Yeah, for the next hour and 45 minutes, at least, until that right yeah. rally. Who yeah. knows? Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it for us today. You guys can check us out online at Worst mm-hmm. Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. For yeah. All those <laughs> sexy photos on uh-huh, the Insta. Uh-huh. Check out my stories and my reels and my TikToks. I don't TikTok. And, you know, I don't know, hang in there. Fuck. Yeah, hang in there and check <laughs> and out. And fuck. <laughs> yeah. Ted Wheeler, would you mind playing us out? <laughs> with that in mind, we'd like to open up the discussion with a few thoughts. By the way, are you going through my emails on my campaign email account? Question mark. It seems like there's a lot of emails there that are relevant, comma, and I don't know if they're Fair. going to your folder as well. Period. Um. Mayor, I think you need to mute yourself. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. It was multitasking. <laughs> no worries. Um, did, did anybody have any further Everything's questions? So Everything's so dumb and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress. 
30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.